Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. In this week's chapter of songs Coulter's never heard, <laughs> welcome in. New is now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Missing an hour number one around the Big Sky in women's hoops. Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference basketball analyst, uh, joining us in studio as she does once a week for an hour to get you all caught up on all things Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball. You can check all that out on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by uh, the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Time now for our ESPN Roundtable. Before we do that, more wings. Text us right now, 406-888-1029. We got 11 wings every 11 minutes each Wednesday here in the month of February, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. The Despo, the best wings in the city of Missoula. Don't ask me. That's according to you, the voting public of the the, the uh, Garden City. Desperado located there on Russell Street right across from the YMCA. Great place to hang out, watch sports, have a beer, have a burger. But the wings, what keep you coming back for more. Appreciate the Despo for their continued support of us here at ESPN Radio. Text us right now. The first three textures, we got three Sets of 11 wings for you, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Wednesday, uh, 11th anniversary style, thanks to the Desperado. Uh, ESPN Roundtable, this week we are going to do our Big Sky Conference Mid-Season Awards. You can check out full, uh, extensive deep dives on these lists, courtesy of our guy Andrew Houghton, by visiting SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, we'll have those up for you a little later on tonight, uh, so stay tuned for that. But Andrew has curated uh, midseason awards and all-conference lists for both the men's and women's league and Big Sky Hoops. I have as well. We have not looked at each other's lists, so here is the big unveil. We'll start with the men because we just talked about the women's league for an hour plus. Uh, so... How do you want to do this, Andrew? You want to talk top three MVP candidates, and then we'll go into our first and second teams, and then we'll go into some of the other awards? Yeah, that's the way it flows naturally for me, Coulter, because you get started about the very best players in the conference. Top three are going to be locks for my first team, and then you fill out the rest of the spots from there. Okay, so who are your top three MVP candidates in the men's league? Steel Venters, Dylan Jones, Raekwon Battle. Okay, so here we go. So this is interesting because Eastern Washington alone in first place in Big, men's, Big Sky Men's League. Steel Venters, certainly one of their best players. Raekwon Battle has Montana State alone in second place. And Dylan Jones, Weber State uh, right there in, around third uh, in the Big Sky standings. But Dylan Jones, uh, in my opinion, is the best individual player in the Big Sky uh, so here's my MVP candidates. It's funny because I went the exact same way, just uh, different guys from the same teams. So I got Dylan Jones as well. This is in no particular order. But I got Dylan Jones. I got Angelo Allegri from Eastern Washington instead of Steel Venters. And I got Jabril Bello from Montana State instead of Raekwon Battle. 
And who was your number one? I think the MVP of the Big Sky Conference at this moment in time is Angelo Allegri because I think that he is the biggest mismatch in the league. He's like a power point guard. Uh, he's he's about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and they play him on the ball. I think he sets the tone. I mean, Ventures is the slickest shooter, and he's made a couple really key plays down the stretch, particularly the, the shot he hit against Montana State. That was sort of the deciding one. He had uh, a go-ahead bucket against Sac State to win that game, and he had clutch buckets down the stretch. Uh, against Northern Arizona as Eastern pulled out a three-point win over NAU. So Ventures has been clutch. It's not a bad choice. But uh, Allegri, to me, is the biggest mismatch in the league. And I think he's also just the straw that stirs the drink, particularly from like a, a swagger and attitude standpoint for Eastern Washington. I love that. And I see all of those things that you see with Allegri. Angelo Allegri, to me, is so valuable to Eastern Washington because, like, he is the guy, and Ventures does this a little bit too, but he's really the guy that just sort of unlocks them. That's right. Being bigger than everybody That's and right. being able to beat you up on the boards without losing any ball handling skill or without losing any shooting. Because yep. he can run the offense at 6'7". He can rebound really well for a guard at 6'7". And he's shooting it just well enough to give you a ton of spacing at 6'7". So's Venters. So having those guys, I think, are the, is the biggest reason why Eastern Washington's number one in the conference right now? I'll be honest with you, Coulter. I had Venters at the number three as the, in the number three spot on my MVP ballot. I have both him and Allegri on the first team. To me, the number three spot on that MVP ballot didn't really matter much. To me, it was a two-person race. So, who is your MVP? I went back and forth so many times. I went with Dylan Jones for Weber State. Uh, it's a, it's a great choice because, especially if you define most valuable. As if you removed this guy from this team, what would they be? Weber is sitting at six and three in league play right now, and they are in third place all alone in the league. If you take Dylan Jones off that team, I think they're in last. That's no disrespect to the other guys. They have some solid guys, but Dylan Jones does literally everything for them. He's the best defensive rebounder in the league, but he also plays on the ball in the half court. He's their best passer, he's their best scorer. To me, I know I've sort of complained about how down I think the men's league is. If you were to compare all the best players in my 16 or 17 years covering the big sky, particularly the last 10, the, the one guy in the league this year that I think absolutely could fit in anytime, anywhere, any team, and still be a dominant player is Dylan Jones. And so it's not a bad pick. If you're, if you're saying the guy with the most value, uh, I think it's hard to deny that he actually is the guy with the most value. So uh, ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. So uh, you got Ventures for sure, Battle for sure, and Jones for sure on your first team. I got Bello for sure, Allegri for sure, and uh, Dylan Jones as well on my first team. But I also have Steel Ventures on my first team, and uh, I'm assuming you also have uh, Allegri on your first team. I have Allegri and Bello in the fourth and fifth spots on my yep. first team. Just, I know their stats aren't there with some of the other players in the league. I think there are reasons for that. For sure. And I don't want to give away everything here. Read the stories on Skyline Sports later tonight. Yeah. But I think those two guys are clearly just able to contribute so much to the two best teams in the league. They've got to be on there. So I've got them four and five. And I also have Raekwon Battle on my uh, pre, or my midseason all-league team. So here's here's my... Mid-season All-League team, uh, Steel Venters of Eastern Washington, Raekwon Battle of Montana State, Angelo Allegri of Eastern Washington, Dylan Jones of Weber State, Jabril Bello of Montana State, 
And then my last spot, I'll let you go. Does that match up those those five? Does that match up? That with matches what you up exactly with what so, I've so got. No, no, uh, no drama yet. Uh, th- we basically did an MVP and then five other all league guys. So six total players on the first team. Uh, who's your sixth? Josh Bannon so by, by a really razor-thin margin, and there were actually a lot of good candidates for that last spot. See, I thought there was none. <laughs> I thought that Josh Bannon is on there because there's nobody else, especially if you're doing it by position. Uh, the forward spot. Here's my thing. I forgot to give my, my all-time caveat. That is, if you are on a team that has won very few games, I demote you immediately. You cannot be on my – I don't care if you average 30 points a game. You cannot be on my first team if you're on a two and eight team at the midpoint of, of the conference season. Because what does your points mean? Dalton Connect, who we're going to get to in a minute, he's leading the league in scoring. Northern Colorado's two and seven. You're not on my first team. So there's my caveat. Um, the Grizz are only four and six in league play, but I think that Bannon's sort of in a similar mold as Dylan Jones. If the Grizz didn't have Josh Bannon, I don't know if they would have won any games at this point. He has been their best player in in their wins, certainly, especially like he was on Saturday against Portland State. He's doing everything for them, Coulter. It's obvious when you watch them. It's even more obvious when you look at the stats, right? I mean, it's it's just he's leading them in scoring, of course. He's close with, with Aiden Moody in scoring. Aiden Moody, Moody is right behind him. He's got eight and a half rebounds per game. Nobody else on the team has over five. He's he's clearing the boards for them. He's the only thing that's keeping them in the game on the on the boards, honestly. Yep. He's got eighty assists on the season. The next closest the point guard, Brandon Whitney, has forty four. That's right. He's running the offense too. Mm-hmm. He's been everything for them. And I know Montana's four and six. It's a mediocre record. I'm gonna keep saying it, Coulter. It's 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 not a bad team, right? Their season long point differential is positive. They've lost a bunch of close games. Maybe you think that's a fatal flaw with the team. To me, it says this is a team that is just a couple tweaks, a couple breaks away from being a contender, and Josh Bannon's done everything for them. We'll hear from Travis DeKeer, Montana head coach, tomorrow, and he and I talked about exactly this. Uh, twofold. One, the struggles in closing out games. Travis DeKeer points towards the fact that they've had so many guys out at so many different times that they haven't had a lot of practice time together, and they haven't had a lot of court time together, and so he thinks it's it's a fundamental trust issue at, that he thinks is going to improve as they continue to gain some more cohesion. The other thing, though, that we chatted about and that I will reemphasize is, and I think that this is a, a, it's a double-edged sword for Montana. If you have one of the best players in the league, you're going to have a chance, especially when it comes tournament time. In terms of talent and what he can do on the court, Josh Bannon is one of the best players in the league. The thing that Montana has struggled with is when Bannon doesn't play well, they don't win. They're, it's directly correlated. He can play well and they still don't win, but if he doesn't play well, they can't win, at least to this point. And so that's a lot of pressure on a young man. But if you want to be one of the best guys in the league, uh, that's the pressure that you're going to have to endure. Keep those texts coming in. 11 wings every 11 minutes, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, 406-888-1029. Um, Okay, so we are identical on our first teams. How about uh, how about our second teams here uh, for our mid-season All Big Sky squad? Uh, you want me to just list list them off? I'll have to see if I can remember them. Dalton Connect is on there. Yeah, I got Dalton Connect too. He's leading the league in scoring. Uh, he's on the second team for me because twenty points per game is no joke, even if you are on a two-win team. So uh, twenty twenty-four point seven points per game in, in conference, conference play. Yeah, certainly. 
Uh, he's going crazy. He was a closer call for the first team that I, I'm the same way as you are, Coulter. I, I'm really going to demerit you if you play on a bad team because it's yep. like, what's your impact on winning? And Northern Colorado is legitimately bad this year. Yes. Uh, but his stats are just so overwhelming, and he's been a hand at, in everything that's good for Northern Colorado. So I had him, Cameron Parker, Zach Chappell. Uh, J- Zach Chappell, yes. Zach Chappell for yep. Sac State. Thank yep. you for the correction. Yep. Uh, Isaac Jones. That's right, Idaho. And then one more who I'm blanking on, Darius Brown the second from Montana State. Okay, so you had three guards on the squad, so that that's acceptable. Um, I did it by position, so I had exactly what you said. I got Cam Parker of Portland State, Dalton Connect of Northern Colorado, Isaac Jones of Idaho, Zach Chappelle of Sacramento State, and then I got Callum McCray of Sac State, just because I think that there's actually only like three real centers in the league, and he's the best one that's not named Jabril Bello. I think he's the second leading rebounder in the conference, and uh, I mean he's a behemoth, man. I mean he's he's. I was thinking about the other day, in terms of guys his size that can actually play. I think he's. I think he's a one of one. Uh, there's only been a couple guys that are truly seven feet or over in the big sky. There's been a lot of six ten guys, even a couple six eleven. But true seven feet. And he's not just seven feet. He's seven one, and he's also two hundred and eighty five pounds. But not only that, he can play. Like he's not just a big stiff or a token. Uh, I think he's a one of one in the big sky. I mean, he made Jabril Bello look small, which is a a, a completely unusual scenario. He's a good player, Coulter. He is uh, skilled, like you said. He knows what he's doing out there. My thing is, if you are 7'1", 280, and you can play, like 12 points, 9.5 rebounds <laughs> right. is like your baseline in the big sky, yeah, yeah, right? right? Totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're going to be going up against, yeah, I'm not going to name names, but like there's a lot of guys in the league that you should be able to go like 20 and 12 on every single Put night. them in the basket, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. Uh Okay, so interesting that we basically were, were right on there. Uh, speaking of Darius Brown, I think that he has been uh, a key addition, and I have him as my newcomer of the year. Is that where you're at as well? I took uh, Isaac Jones. I don't know where we're at with this, Coulter. Cameron Parker's not eligible for newcomer of the year, right? <laughs> right, because right, he's new to his team, but he's been in the league because he's at Montana. It's totally weird. Yeah. Is, is Moody eligible for newcomer of the <laughs> I year? I don't think he is either. <laughs> yeah, no, that because those guys are both uh, candidates for sure. Uh, they're not new to the big sky, so I did not consider them. Uh, either way, I think uh, Isaac Jones coming up just to give him some recognition. And for something like this, it's uh, you know you're not putting a first team together. I'm more likely to consider a player who's playing for a bad team, who's putting up good numbers for a bad team. I mean, Isaac Jones, man, how much better would he be if they had like one competent outside shooter spacing the floor? You know, for well, I mean, I know, the guy's shooting like two for three every. I, I mean, I mean, he's shooting, he's shooting sixty-six percent, seven and a half rebounds. He's been unstoppable at times. He hasn't played well against Montana State, but uh, I had I had him as the newcomer of the year. Okay, that's good. I, I got Darius Brown uh, just because I think that I think Raekwon Battle's elevation to a first-team All-League player is as dependent on the point guard he's playing with right now as anything. Battle is. I think at this point, unquestionably, the the most athletic, talented player in the league. Having a steady hand and a really mature guy in Darius Brown, I think, has really helped Raekwon Bell. How about freshman of the year before we turn the page to the women's league? Not a lot of good candidates this year, Coulter. Uh, Nigel Burris from Idaho has got the best stats, and that's the way I went. I'm going to defer to you here because I couldn't come up with one. He's averaging like 8-5. and Nobody else in no other freshman league is averaging that. 
It's because uh, everybody spent three quarters of their scholarships on transfers. <laughs> that's right. Freshmen. Yeah, no, no freshman in the league is playing a role on any of the good teams, really. I mean, Jackson Knapp's getting spot minutes for Montana. Uh, for Montana. Uh, Daniel Ruzon's getting spot right. minutes down for Weber they, State. I'm trying to think the Cats don't have a freshman nope. in their rotation. Uh, so, Eastern doesn't have a freshman in their rotation either. A lot of the, They have some young players. Their, their front court is mostly sophomores, but they don't have a freshman either in their rotation, really, I don't think. Nope. Northern Colorado's playing a couple freshmen. Idaho State's playing a couple freshmen, but uh, Nigel Burris for Idaho's got the best numbers out of all of them. Uh, so, basically, Andrew and I disagreed on pretty much everything. <laughs> so, not a lot of drama. I think the only uh, the only probably snub and the one guy I was sort of waffling around uh, was Brock McKenzie because he's been very good this year for Idaho State. He's sort of a steadying hand as well there for the Bengals. He also knows Ryan Looney's system better than anybody because he played for him at Point Loma, where Coach Looney was before coming to Idaho State. McKenzie's 14th in the league and scoring 13 points per game. And the reason I, I sort of thought about him over some of the other guys uh, on the list is because, I mean, Isaac Jones's numbers are, are great, but he's on a two-win team. Dalton Connect's numbers are great, but he's on a two-win team. Cam Parker's numbers are great, but Portland State you know, is, is sitting there uh, in seventh place. So... Um, and, and and Idaho State is actually the team that's exceeding expectation more than anybody. I think that there's a skewed version of them in Montana because they had a couple guys hurt when they made the Montana swing. They got drilled in Bozeman, and then they got absolutely destroyed in Missoula. That was their worst stretch of the season, but they've won at Weber. They're sitting at 5-4 and four in league play, so... Uh, I assume maybe the one squ- team that deserves uh, some representation on this uh, Big Sky uh, midseason squad. Yeah, it's tough for them because they're a team that uh, shares the ball around. I mean, Brock McKenzie splitting ball handling duties with Miguel Tomley down right, there. Right. They like to play through the post with Braden Parker a lot of the time, yep. too. Uh, so just difficult to pick one guy out for him. Uh, real quick, couple notes on Brock McKenzie since you brought him up. Uh, our guy Greg Woods has a new profile of Brock McKenzie yep. out today I at IdahoStateJournal.com. Very nice. Read it today on my phone. Thanks, Greg, for the reading material. Appreciate it. Second note, Idaho State just offered Brock's younger brother, Bryson McKenzie, last night. Okay. Very Class good. of 2024. Very good. Very good. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls. Great place for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They also have a great uh, sports watching environment. 30 big screen TVs. 18 draft beers, a variety of happy hours, plus food and drink specials pretty much all the time. Check out Paradise Falls on the south side of Missoula. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street, Missoula's coolest hotspot. We turn the page then to our pre or our, I keep saying preseason, our midseason All Big Sky teams and uh, awards and I actually expect this to almost be fully chalked between you and I, but we'll see. Uh, first of all, who are your top three MVP candidates at the midpoint of the season in Big Sky women's hoops? Beyonce B, Darian White, Kalasia Dean. Very good. I got, uh, just because Idaho struggled a little bit, uh, I went with Darian White, Kalasia Dean, and Regan Skank of Northern Arizona. So basically uh, a three-headed monster at uh, at point guard. I think you get a little bit different with each, with each of those. I mean, Kalasia Dean is a, a high-scoring, high-usage player. She can certainly facilitate, too, but she's trying to get her shot all the time. Regan Skank is, is the best transition point guard in the league. NAU really loves to run. They get up and down. And Skank's also so athletic. She's a great rebounder for her size. But then it's just Darian White. I mean, she's just the best player in the league. It's funny. 
I looked at the statistics a lot when I was making my men's team. I made this women's team straight off eye test. I don't even know what the statistics are. I straight up just put the, the players I think are the best players. I don't even care what their statistics are. To me, she's the best player in the league. Wow, full vibes from Coulter Nuanez <laughs> on the MVP race. I'll tell you, Coulter, Darian White's statistics are down a little bit from oh, her for peak. Sure, I for think sure. that's because I, I know it's because they've just got a deeper team around her this year, Coulter. They don't need for her sure. to be everything well, and, uh, and everywhere because, all at once. And because people have like a thousand games of game film on her too, right? They know how to play against her. She's the she's the the top name on the scout every single night. Exactly, uh, and she just has so many other players she can rely on on that Montana State team. They've even got a good backup point guard this year in Grace Beasley. Totally, and they can play together. They play those two together sometimes too. It's really tempting to go for Darian White at the top spot of my ballot because, like you said, I mean she's clearly still the alpha for the best team in the league. And Montana State jumped into the top spot in the standings this weekend when Sac State got swept. They beat Sac State this weekend. Uh, I just think, and I think this is the way it's going to work in the real world, too, Coulter. Kalasia Dean's averaging 22 points on great shooting percentages, and she's carrying a team that is playing six players. I, I struggle with this a little bit because I think that I think that points per game are an overrated statistic because in a, you just got to analyze the level of basketball that you're analyzing as, all, as well as the usage rate within it. Carmelo Anthony used to average 28 points per game for the New York Knicks, and they'd win 35 games, and it meant nothing because you're going to score 100 points in a game. So if one guy scores one-third of your points but you don't get over the top and he doesn't make winning plays, like I'm, I'm taking Chris Paul's 19 points per game over Carmelo Anthony's 28 points per game all day long. That's not demeaning anything that Kalasia Dean's done. I think that the one thing you got to always put into account, though, is the system that they play in. If Darian White ever averaged 22 points per game, the system that she's running at Montana State is broken. That, that, that's not what it is. The system is for her to get into the lane and kick to the million three-point shooters that the Bobcats got, whereas Clay Dean, the system is a high-usage system. Whoever's playing that on the ball for Mark Campbell in the system, she's going to average 20 points and five assists a game, period. But you're right. I think the thing that puts her over the top is her shooting percentages. Right, I'm trying to, because uh, we saw it with Liana Tillman last year, just yes. my thing with Kalasia Dean this year is that I'm struggling to think of somebody who could play the role, which is built to rack up a lot of yeah. statistics, struggling to think of somebody who could be playing it better than Kalasia Dean this year, just because yeah. she's still shooting 48% from the field, even with the high usage, even with everybody knowing. I think that's what hurt Liana Tillman a lot of the year last year. She's a great player. Yes. Huge just baller, great handles, great shot, not scared of anything. Yep. Everybody knew she was running high pick and roll, trying to shoot every time. The fact that Kalasia Dean's doing that this year, shooting 48% from the field, 40% from three, I'm just struggling to think of somebody who could do it at the same quality. Maybe Darian White would. I struggle to imagine that Darian White could play that role any better than Kalaja Dean has this year. Okay, around the big sky, or excuse me, ESPN Roundtable with around the big sky, midseason awards here uh, on Nuanas Now. Uh, we have to get through these next couple ones quickly, and maybe we'll circle back around to this after we talk some Grizz hockey. But uh, you got Darian White, Kalaja Dean, and Beyonce B on your first team. I got Darian White, Reagan Skank, Kalaja Dean, and Beyonce B on my first team. My other two first team, J.D.M. Martin from Eastern Washington, is Nell Natabo from Sacramento State. You, 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 we're on the same page here? Yeah, dead on. I guess I had him in a little bit 
different order. Sure. Uh, Isnel Natabo was the only other lock compared with my yeah. top three. So those four and then the last two spots, uh, J.D. Martin at Eastern Washington and, and Regan Skank took the last spot for me at Northern, Northern Arizona. Uh, second team, I got Esmeralda Morales from Portland State. I got Callie Bourne from Idaho State. I got Carmen G. Feller from Montana. I got Montana Ultrogi from Northern Arizona. And I got Cola Bad Bear from Montana State. How does your second team differentiate from that? I've got all the same players except I've got Darren Haycock for Weber State in place of Cola Bad Bear. The only reason, I, I just think the Bad Bear plays winning basketball. It's just beyond the stats for me. I think she's playing better these last couple weeks as well. And Hickok is averaging like 18 points per game. Yeah, she's like 17 and 8. But she's on a team that's only won one league game. So that's the only differentiation we got. Uh, how about newcomer of the year in the league? College Dean. Yep. Uh, but uh, one thing to point out there, the class of transfers in the women's league is actually not very strong at all. There are no real good candidates Behind, I mean, obviously, Kalasia Dean's winning the award. No yes. real great candidates behind her. The new Eastern Washington point guard, Jamie Loera, is playing well. She transferred in as a grad student from Arizona State. Uh, so she took the non-Kalasia Dean Newcomer of the Year award for me. Uh, interesting. Okay. Um, and then how about Freshman of the Year? Uh, I think it's a, it's a coin toss between the two young ladies that play for the Lady Grizz. Do you agree? I do not. Who do you got? Sophie Glancy. Okay. Oh, oh, from NAU. She's very good as well. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been mystified by Matt Koning and Libby Stump's great performances as of late. Uh, Sophie Glancy's actually uh, tremendously good, and she was, uh, I mean, she was like the best player on the court when Northern Arizona was in Missoula a couple weeks ago. Montana didn't have an answer for her in that game. She's got, I mean, almost exactly the same as Libby Stump, just a really polished offensive game for a freshman. Like, she's not getting it done on pure athleticism or out-physicaling anybody. Exactly like Libby Stump, she knows the shot she wants. She knows the spot she wants to get to on the floor, and she's able to do it against much more experienced players. Uh, the freshman of the year race in the uh, Big Sky for the women, really interesting. No good candidates on the men's side. Ton of good candidates God. on the women's side. I, I wrote, you know, if Matt Koenig keeps up this level of play as Montana's lead guard, she'll just swamp this race and put it away. But you can make an argument she's not even in the top three right now at midseason. Um, I think Glancy and Libby Stump are really close at the top for me right now. I just uh, went with the NAU player. I think she's doing a little bit more with a little bit less. No one is doubt. ESPN Radio, that is our ESPN Roundtable Big Sky Conference Midseason Awards. Andrew Houghton with me, Coulter Nuanas. You can uh, find that in its uh, total iteration tomorrow as well during the noon hour right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks to Paradise Falls our proud and presenting sponsor of the ESPN Roundtable, Paradise Falls, located there on the south side of town. Great place for breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, drinks, and uh, watching sports. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. Grizz hockey, tickets, wings, everything in between. That's next. Keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. 
is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Well, here we are, 95 minutes and uh, 96 minutes and 20 seconds into the show, and we haven't said a gosh dang word about TB12. I'm so proud of us. I must say one thing. Tom Brady did retire. If you're listening to this and you haven't heard that, I don't know how. I want your life because <laughs> I got 10 million texts and alerts and Twitters or whatever. It's funny how the luster wears off after you've already done it once. And now everybody's just thinking, is he being for sure? Is he being real? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But uh, as of now, as of today, Tom Brady retires after 49 seasons and 400 Super Bowls uh, in the National Football League. Welcome back to us now, ESPN Radio. Uh, as well as the ESPN MT app and SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. More wings. We got 11 wings every 11 minutes all February long, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, helping us celebrate our 11th anniversary. Text us, 406-888-1029, We will select the uh, most speedy of you amongst the texters. To give you 11 wings from Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Time now for our um, latest Grizz hockey update. And now we are to the uh, the crescendo of the regular season. Montana coming off of a, a pair of tough losses out in North Dakota, but they got the rival Bobcats coming to Missoula Friday. Then they wrap up the regular season in Bozeman against the Cats on Saturday. Here we go to the Rangers Players RV phone line. Welcome in our good buddy. Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey co-head coach. Mike, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Uh, first and foremost, uh, let's just talk about the weekend that was. You guys took a, a long bus trip uh, out there to Wilston, <laughs> North Dakota. And I know it was kind of a bummer because the Thursday game you had scheduled, I uh, got called off against Dakota College Botno. But you got a couple in against Wilson State, one of the best programs on your schedule. Uh, so what'd you think? I mean, what, what'd you take from this last weekend? I, I took that, uh, Sydney's far away, but it's a really cool place. And <laughs> yes. we had a, we ended up playing, uh, we ended up playing Wilson state there Saturday night and, uh, their coach was willing to move it around after Thursday night. Didn't work with, uh, Botano. And it was a really cool experience for our guys. We played really well. We got a lot of shots all weekend. We just couldn't find the back of the net. And, for the first time all year for Wilson, they had a full lineup, and they had they had some good players in that team too. And just you know, hockey's a game that's if you're not getting the right bounces, things don't really go your way, and it can snowball pretty quick. So the first night didn't go all that well. We played better the second night, and still didn't still didn't get the W, but uh, still played pretty good hockey. So we're we're not feeling uh you know feeling the losses too much because we know our process is pretty good, but uh, we're hoping to get some wins this weekend for sure. Well, you got rivalry uh, weekend coming up, so. I mean, the uh, the Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat, whatever you want to call it, rivalry is always a huge draw, a huge talking point, no matter what sport it's in. What's your perspective, though, on the rivalry, and, and how do you hope to sort of pass that perspective along to your players uh, with Montana State coming to Missoula on Friday? I think our, our perspective is is to have perspective, right, that Montana State is a program that's, uh, you know, top two in, in the nation right now at our level, and, and we're a program in our second year to, to really understand that we're building something and, and there's something that's pretty established. At the same time, uh, we want to beat them. We have the, the team to beat them. They're really good, but we're a pretty damn good team ourselves, so we're hoping that uh, we can pull that off and, and have a good game. 
but the perspective is really to not let the moment overtake us. I think in the past we've had we've had trouble with uh, buying into the hype too much and just not understanding that it's just a hockey game. It's supposed to be fun. There's going to be a big crowd and just enjoy it more. And I think if we do that this weekend, just enjoy the experience and then take it all in and play play uh, play hockey like we know how to. We're gonna have a good time. Mike Anderson joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's the co-head coach of the Grizz hockey team. They wrap up their regular season this Friday and Saturday. Friday at the Glacier Ice Rink here in Missoula against Montana State. And then they take the show on the road to play the Bobcats in Bozeman. 7.30 puck drop for both of these games. If you can't get down to the Glacier Ice Rink Friday or over to Bozeman Saturday, you can check out all the action on our radio airwaves right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as uh, on the... uh, ESPN MT app. Um, Mike, just in terms of, of settling in and, and stylistically and all that sort of stuff, I mean, what are some of the keys to the matchup against Montana State? Uh, that, we have to be very uh, defensive in our own zone and making sure that we're protecting that front. Uh, Montana State is a volume-based team. They like to throw a lot on net from all over, and, and they crash, and they have the skill to finish in tight. So we have to make sure that we are uh, net side, we're defending out front well, and we're clearing pucks, and then we're getting pucks out of our zone quick and attacking them. Uh, getting them on their heels instead of them on their on their toes attacking us is going to be a super important part of the weekend. If we can get them to not feel comfortable and not feel like they're the ones dictating the play, then we're going to have a lot of success. Uh, we just make sure that we protect out front and we give our goalies uh, clear lines on the puck, and, and we'll have a good weekend if we they can do those things. If you're not at liberty to talk about this, that's fine, but if you are, we'd love to know what's the situation in terms of the uh, the postseason after this weekend? Uh, yeah, so generally regionals, um, you qualify by rankings, and, and our rankings took a bit of a hit uh, due to some uh, eligibility issues that was really just administrative uh, misunderstandings of the rules at this level. As I said, we're programming our second year, and we're just we're trying to figure all this out, and, and uh, there's a bit of a misinterpretation of, of eligibility, and, and it, it caught us, and we're growing from it. The SHA has been great about helping us through it, and and uh, so it's just something we have to deal with. We can still make regionals. If we go down to Bozeman after this weekend and win our league playoff tournament, we'll be in regionals. If not, our season will be over, so we still have a shot to make it. But just growing pains and, and figuring out what, what this level requires and, and making sure that we don't make uh, similar mistakes again, and we, we will not on that side for sure. He's Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey, back at home one last time for this second season. Uh, since the uh, reignition of the program, they got Montana State at the Glacier Ice Rink on Friday night. Then they play at Montana State on Saturday. And then uh, a league tournament coming up the following week. And catch all the action for home games uh, on the ESPN MT app and on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as uh, catch all the away games on that ESPN MT app as well. Mike, anything left to add about this rivalry game before we get you out of here? Uh, just that if you can make it down to Glacier, it is a, a heck of a time. It's really fun. It's going to be a great hockey game, two good teams going at it, and uh, the student section is going to be awesome. And as you mentioned, if you can't watch it on ESPN, the app, or listen on the radio, you're going to, it's just going to be a really unique, cool thing, and uh, we're super excited about it, and it's a great showcase of Montana hockey. So it's a pretty cool deal. Mike Anderson, Chris Hockey, thanks for being here, buddy, and uh, good luck this weekend. We'll catch up with you soon. Yep. Thanks, Dan Coulter. See you. 11 
Wings every 11 minutes presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill in celebration of our 11th anniversary. We got another basket of wings for you. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Fastest fingers in the West. Whoever's got them, you got it. Call number one, 888-1029. We also got Grizz hockey tickets for you on the other side. We'll do that. Plus a little bit more Big Sky Conference talk. Keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. is now on ESPN Radio. It's funny because I'm still a big hip hop fan. I, I love rap music, but rap used to be just so much more educational. <laughs> I learned so much about things that I just had no idea about. That is from a, a totally different existence than uh, you know, just a kid growing up in Montana. Love that one. Little throwback, Ghetto Boys. If you actually listen to the lyrics, you'll learn a lot. It's not necessarily about the most savory things, but it's still you know. It's a part of life and uh, education and to get to know each other. That's what that's what brings us closer together. Enough with the philosophy. You want us now, ESPN Radio, how about free stuff? We got all sorts of free stuff. We only got about eight minutes left on the show, but uh, let's start rolling through this. We got 11 wings for you from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill because we're going to have 11 wings every 11 minutes for the duration of February, every Wednesday, Wing It Wednesday. Call right now. Here we go, though. I'm going to bonus you. We got 11 wings to the Despo, plus we got two tickets to the Grizz Men's Basketball Game against Northern Colorado tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Uh, there at Dahlberg Arena. You want two Grizz basketball tickets, plus 11 wings for the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number one. Call right now. 406-888-1029. Got Grizz, Ticks, and Despo Wings. Pretty darn good. Can't think of anything better. Missed anything in the show today? We took you around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference women's basketball analyst in studio with me. Talking about the ins and outs of the women's league as we are now at the midpoint of the Big Sky Conference season. We... Uh, also heard from Trisha Binford during around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. She is the 18th year head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team. And uh, then hour number two, we had our mid-season all-conference lists and awards for both the men's and women's league. So heavy on Big Sky Hoops today. We also talked some Grizz hockey. They got a rivalry match against uh, Montana State Friday at the Glacier Ice Rink and then Saturday in Bozeman again, a rematch against the Cats. Um, so... If you missed anything in today's show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store, located there downtown Missoula at the corner of uh, Higgins and Broadway. The M Store, where they are all grizz all the time. The Nuanas Now podcast, also presented by the Montana State Bookstore. Montana State Bookstore, great place to pick up all your Bobcat gear there on the uh, Montana State campus. Also, though, they do some cool stuff where they, they give back. Uh, some of the proceeds from 
all of the uh, the swag that they sell, all the clothing and apparel, in order to keep textbook prices down for Montana State students. So I appreciate the M Store and the MSU Bookstore for their continued support of the uh, Nuanas Now podcast. Okay, one more free thing. We're out of wings for today, but we'll have 10 more sets of 11 wings next Wednesday. This is so great. Thanks to Brian, the king of wings, uh, for hooking it up. And uh, say thanks to him, too, when you go down there and have yourself some delicious wings. It's pretty awesome. But also, we got tickets to that aforementioned Grizz hockey game, the final one of the season. Down there at the Glacier Ice Rink Friday night, puck drops at 7.30. We got four, count them, four tickets for you. And how about this? We're going to give you a pitcher of beer as well. Katie O'Keefe's, uh, our proud Grizz tickets sponsor. All you got to do is call us. We got caller number three, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number three, four-pack of tickets to Friday night's Cat Grizz Brawl down there at the Glacier Ice Rink. Plus, you're going to go pick the tickets up at Katie O'Keefe's and have yourself a pitcher of beer before the game. Call right now, 406-888-1029. I'm always trying to be off the beaten path or, or at least, you know, march to the beat of a different drummer or, you know, rather than any of all that. I'm just trying to give you stuff on this radio show that you don't hear all day on ESPN National. ESPN National does a great job talking professional sports and NBA uh NBA, NFL, all that, you know, Super Bowl, all that sort of stuff. We, we certainly talk a fair amount about that and try to uh, give you sort of the Montana perspective on it all. But sometimes by the time we roll around and go live at 4 o'clock, I know a lot of you out there have listened to parts of, if not all day long, of national sports talk radio. So... When there's huge news stories like Tom Brady retiring, we don't necessarily avoid it uh, intentionally more than we just want to give you all the other stuff that maybe you haven't heard, because I'm sure you've heard all about TB12 all day. I thought it was striking, though, because when Tom Brady retired for the first time last year, everybody was thinking, well... Is it real? Is it not real? Is it for good? Is it not for good? What's going on? But it seemed like a much bigger deal round one. Round two, it seemed uh, like there was still more skepticism. And I think part of that's because round one only lasted 40 days. <laughs> and then he came back. So will round two last over or under 40 days? I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a prop bet on that uh, sometime somewhere uh, in Vegas. But either way, Tom Brady today says he's retiring for good from football, ending his story, 23-year NFL career, won seven, count them, seven Super Bowls, set a variety of different records. Uh, Brady, now 45, said he wouldn't change a thing about his career. Quote, I know the process was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning... I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, he said on his live Twitter video. I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. Great self-awareness, Tom. So really, thank you guys so much for every single one of you for supporting me. So um, it's funny because I, I do believe that this is real and that he is done, but it also won't surprise me if he's not. <laughs> That's sort of the state of affairs when it comes to Tom Brady. But, of course, the chicken does no sports. Our great friend Carolyn 
had uh, no idea when I texted her this morning that Tom Brady had retired. And so uh, one last piece of fodder uh, for her, certainly. There's a lot to this. We'll get more into it later on in the week, maybe. Uh, a lot of it's, you know, just speculative and or, you know, into Tom Brady's personal life and all that. But if this is, in fact, the end, uh, it's pretty crazy because when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl, I was about to be a freshman in high school. And now here I am as a 35-year-old guy with uh, with a radio show and in my hometown. So uh, pretty crazy uh, that his, his longevity is unbelievable. Uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft said, I don't ever believe in the 100-year-old history of the NFL there's ever been a quarterback or a player of Tom Brady's ilk. I don't know, but I would have a trouble ever believing that there'll ever be another one. So strong words uh, from Robert Kraft as well as TB12 uh, says goodbye. We'll see if it's for good this time. But as of right now, he says it's for good. So happy trails uh, to Tom Brady, one of the best to ever do it. Tomorrow on the show, jam-packed day of hoops once again. We'll hear uh, our first ever appearance from Deshaun Thomas, Grizz uh, Star of the Week from the University of Montana men's basketball team. We'll also hear from UM head coach Travis DeCure. We'll hear from MSU head coach Danny Sprinkle. And we'll hear from Northern Arizona head coach Lori Payne. Plus, if I can round her up, we'll probably have some Tom Brady talk about uh, TV12's retirement with the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. All that and more on to is now at 4 p.m. tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening. This has been ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.